The harbinger of death hesitated, then tapped the edge of the whiskey glass, held it to her lips again, let her drink, put it down. Sorry, he murmured, when she'd swallowed, licked her lips dry. I'm new to this. You're doing fine. Thank you. I was worried that it would be... What would you like to hear about? I'm interested in music. I thought maybe that... When I travelled, I mean for the work, I'd try and collect music, but not just CDs, I mean all the music of all the places. I was told that was okay, that I was allowed to preserve. Not preserve, that's not... Are you sure you wouldn't rather talk? When... when my boss comes... Again, his voice trailed off. He fumbled with the whiskey bottle, was surprised at how much had already been drunk. I know songs, she mused as he struggled with the top. But I don't think they're for you to sing. A woman once tried <laughs> to preserve these things, said it would be a disaster if they die. I thought she was right. I thought that it mattered. Now... It's only a song. Only that. He looked away, not exactly rebuked, but nonplussed by the moment and her resolve. To cover the silence, he refilled her glass. The tumbler was thick, clean crystal, with a clouded band at the bottom where the base was ridged like a deadly flower, one of a set. He'd carried all four up the ancient flagstone road from Cusco even though only two would ever be used, not knowing what he'd do with the remainder, but feeling it was somehow wrong to part one from the other. He'd also carried the whiskey, stowed in the side of his pack, and the mule driver, who'd showed him the way across the treeless road, where sometimes still the pilgrims came dressed in Inca robes and carrying a blackened cross, had said, In these parts we just make our own, and looked hungrily at the bottle. The harbinger of death had answered, It's for an old woman who is dying. And the mule driver had replied, Ah, old mother Sakinai, yes, yes. It was another thirty miles, though, and you had to be careful not to miss the turning. It didn't look like a split in the path, but it was. No help if you get lost. The mule driver did not look at the bottle again. They had camped in a stone hut shaped like a beehive. No mortar between the slabs of slate, a hole in the roof for the smoke from the fire to escape. And in the morning, the harbinger of death had watched the sun burn away the mist from the valley and seen very faintly in the dry stone-splotched grass the tracings of shapes and forms where once patterns miles wide had been carved to honour the sun, the moon, the river and the sky. Sometimes the man with the three surprisingly docile mules said helicopters came up here for medical emergencies or filming or something like that, but no cars, not in these parts. And why was the foreigner visiting Mama Sakinai so far from the tarmac road? I'm the harbinger of death, he replied. I'm sort of like the one who goes before. At this, the mule driver frowned and sucked on his bottom lip, and at last replied, Surely you should be travelling on a feathered serpent, or at the very least in the four-by-four. Apparently, my employer likes to travel the way the living do. He says it's good manners to understand what comes before the end. Having said these words, 
he played them back in his mind and found they sounded a bit ridiculous. Unable to stop himself, he added, To be honest, I've been doing the job for a week, but that's what I was told. That's what the last harbinger said. The mule driver found he had very little to give in reply to this, and so on they walked until the path divided. Or rather, until a little spur of dark brown soil peeled away from the stones laid so many centuries ago by the dead peoples of the mountains, and the harbinger of death followed it. Not quite certain if this was indeed a path used by people, or merely the track of a wide and possibly hungry animal. Down and down again into a valley where a tiny stream ran between white stones and where a single house had been built the colour of the dry riverbed, timber roof and straw on the porch, a black-eyed dog barking at him as he approached. The harbinger of death stopped some ten feet from the dog, crouched on his haunches, let it bark and dart around him, demanding who.